Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Engage podcast. I'm Phil. I'm Jamie. And I'm Simon. And today we've got a special episode because we've just come back from watching Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the day before. You listen to this. So yeah. we've literally recorded it. Edit it slightly, maybe, I don't know. And released it within 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so we can spoil a film for you. <laughs> but <laughs> we've just got to point out um, that I have actually already. Uh, this is now my second time viewing it because I saw it with my dad last Friday, the day it actually came out. But me and Simon got to see it for the first time. And yeah. Whoa. I, think, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it, I just don't know why, as I said, in the car back. It is, a, it is a really good film, but for me, it's out of the three, it's my least favourite. See, I can't understand how you say that, because for me, it's my most favourite. But we're getting a little bit too much into it, aren't we? Because we've got it. Because we, those of you out there that are keeping up with the quiz might realise we haven't done it in God knows how long. Yes, because we've, had, we've, had too, we've had too many episodes where the quiz isn't apparent. So well, it's the fact that just in the format it just wouldn't work. So we so, thought because so, this is a special episode, we get well, to do what we want. <laughs> well, I thought I literally it was like guys, we're now doing Christmas thing, and you guys went what? What, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Happening? We're what? talking about the biggest film of the year, so we're back to a quiz. So <laughs> I put it on them with not a lot of like three weeks' notice, and they just went fine, sorry. That's just, fine. We could do it. We okay. could do it within a few days so, if we wanted. We're easy doing peasy, a quiz for it. Squeezy. We're doing a quiz on the Kelvin universe, as we're going to try and now call it, because that's the official title. Not so, the Abrams. Not Abrams. Verse. So if we can, we'll try and call it Kelvin timeline. But mm, I want to call it Abrahams verse. If you want to. Good. But he did start it's, it. I want it. It's officially <laughs> the Kelvin timeline, right, so and I'm going to try right. and call it that. Mm-hmm. So who wants to go with their questions and things? I'll get mine out of the way, so you can ask me first. Whoever's doing you, you fear, isn't it? Get mine okay. out. Get mine out of the way. Might as well get it done. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Yes. Question number one. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. I've got my pen. I've actually prepared this time. What is Captain James T. Kirk's father's full name? Oh, that's cheeky. First class. First name, middle name, and surname. You should get the last name. You should get the first name and George surname. Kirk. But you just need to work out what his middle name is. Is yeah, it? Like, and I don't think there's multiple choice from what I saw from Phil earlier. So this is my hard question then. It's this is the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. <laughs> to be fair, Simon's mentioned his name three times already this evening. I'm sitting there going, Simon, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I didn't say his middle name at any point. Didn't say middle name, oh. so not that us know them, Phil. Okay. <laughs> Is there an initial, like a, a clue? I no. Mean? He's being stuck. I'm behind on the questions it's, here. Yeah, it's <laughs> screw <yeah>. you. <laughs> I've got absolutely. Um, he calls himself a Star Trek fan. It's a middle <laughs> name. He's mentioned probably what once in the first film, and I haven't seen the first film in. How long? Probably a long while. Oh, well, if you've done your uh, your <sighs> research <laughs> for the last two films, you'll be fine, won't you, darling? Oh, darling. So we're skipping over that question, are we? <laughs> I'm just going to say Michael. I've got you could actually just distilled it down to what is um, George Kirk's middle name. You, you could have just done that, Phil. Kind of yeah, but you're giving him away, George. You might not know that's the right answer. He's just said it, so I haven't said I haven't no, ruled anything to it. Question number two. I'm just going to say the first movie ever 
that was supported by a website was actually a Star Trek movie. Can you repeat that? I didn't hear a word of that. The first movie that was supported ever that was supported by a website was a Star Trek movie. Right. But which one was it? I'm giving you a multiple choice. Now you should be able to work it out by when the films came out and when the internet was pop- when the website. Are you, so you, are you talking about Prime Universe movies? Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a bit pointless. Yeah, I was going to well, say. You no, know, think. No, think about the question. The first movie that was ever <laughs> supported by a website. Okay. So it had to be around when websites were created. Okay. Thank you, Phil. Okay. And it was the first one. Okay. So it's a good fan. It's a good fan <laughs> trivia. That's why I've done the question because actually, this is the first ever film that had a supporting website. Is it multiple choice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A, I like those. A. Nemesis. B. Undiscovered Country. C. Generations. D. First Contact. Uh, I'm going to say Undiscovered Country. Okay, and that will be B. So we're going to be writing it down. Hit me. Question three. Okay, this should be your easy one. (laughs) Who was the first person, and I repeat, the first person to come up with the Klingon language? That would be um, Doohan. Okay. There you go. Well, I think I've got at least... Those are your questions, darling. I'm hoping I've got at least two out, Frank. Phil, do you want to go next? I will go next. I'll get my questions wrong. <laughs> I'll just sit back, relax, and now, enjoy it. Me and Jamie have both done something similar. We've both done Abrams verse in kind of. We've done one for each film of the Kelvin universe. Yeah. So. Sorry, mine were a bit varied. <laughs> so I know most of us fine. So one about Star Beyond is what are what are escape pods called in the Kelvin timeline? It's said in the film. Oh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> is, this your, is this one of your easy, easy questions? As I always say, I always do oh, easy, yeah, you do. hard, me, easy. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're just going downhill. I thought they were just escape pods. Maybe I was listening and then just, all oh, escape pod. I don't actually know. I'll just say you'll kick yourself when you hear it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, well, it's not escape pod, is it? Um, evacuation... Pod. Um, what's another word for a pod? Evacuation, a nicest thing. I don't know. Evacuation, something. You're gonna kick yourself. Okay. Question two. Fill in the blank. Leonard Nimoy made a number of conditions to J.J. Abrams for his appearance as Spock in Star Trek Into Darkness. One of those was to make sure that blank ice cream was available on set at all times, as he absolutely loved it. Vanilla, wasn't it? That's, that's your answer. answer I, mm. <laughs> I think it's vanilla. That's the question that came out in my head. You like this one? True or false? The sets for Devs Vega were located in the Dodger Stadium car park in LA. I think that's false. And that's that me done. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got one of those right. We've only got at least two, hopefully. Sorry. <clears throat> your questions you'll like this one this is a ship question what was that a ship yeah ship that's what I said S-H-I-P yeah yes okay 
Yeah, sound different. No, say it with your with your two, two fingers in between your mouth. Okay. What was <laughs> and this is a, a multiple choice. Should be pleased to know. What was the name of the Dreadnought class ship launched by Section 31 in Into Darkness? A. USS Vengeance B. USS Justice C. USS Franklin or D. USS Enterprise What well, sort of question is that? Easy one It's an easy one yeah but, that's like, yeah but there's like easy and then there's like kindergarten <laughs> I get stuck with Enterprise <laughs> Well I'm feeling I was feeling okay, generous fair so enough. What was your, what's your answer? Sorry? A. Vengeance Okay, okay. Thank you, Jamie. That's all right. Question two. <laughs> Here's <Okay>. a point. <laughs> okay. Here's your point. Name. Don't even answer. Here's your point. Name the actress, and this is first and second name. Right. So, la, uh, first name and surname. Name the, the name. I know. Name the actress who played the character Jayla in Star Trek Beyond. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Jamie. Oh, freaking ass, one I won't get. Cause I was asking like, it on the way down, wasn't I? I'm like, Phil. <laughs> so when I was talking about it, you were like, shut up, shut up. Oh, no, I was literally, that's what I said. Yeah. That's a horrible, that's my son. Is that the one you, because Jane came around earlier, is this the one you're going, I'll give you a bit of leeway if you're close? Yeah. Or is it the next one? No, 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 this it's one. this one, this one. Because you know we're bad at names. He's yeah. winning on the quiz, he doesn't need any leeway at all. You've got to be fair, though. <laughs> Not to win us. It's Sophia something. Hmm. Is that enough for anyway? Probably not. No, not for a point, no. Although, actually, I will w- say, you both said it, I'm way ahead, so I can afford to dally along and get stuff wrong. Yes. Hmm. Is that Bonacelli? Bo- bo- but I don't think it is. But no, but that. Just one corner hole. <sighs> I'm not going to get it, so I'm going to give up. Okay. So, oddly, oddly, something. I oddly enough, I did what. not recognise her at all. Well, mm. maybe I thought that's I did, but I didn't. Accent. I don't know. Mm. Okay, right. Bond, which yeah, he's a true or false. Good luck then. Kirk's father in the 2009 film was captain of the USS Kelvin for 15 minutes. No, that's false. It was 12. There you go. Two again. Yeah. Yay. So. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I'll be so, able to give up this quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go with the um, forfeit again. Might as well do it now. Might as well do it now while it's sunny. Because I was afraid that... <laughs> if it was anything like last time, I want to do it now in the hot. <laughs> well, it's inside, at oh, least. Yeah, so you're sorted, Phil. But I was afraid that one of us would go, oh, actually, I've got that question. That will happen probably at some point, as Simon said earlier. We almost so, did. <laughs> well, the thing is, what I've learnt during it is that during the 09 film, um, Anthony Oshie and Bruce Greenwood and John Cho played um, chess, which I thought was quite an interesting tidbit. And the sound of the Enterprise's automatic doors comes from Russian trains' toilet flushing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So the sound when it opens the doors is a Russian toilet. They had flushing. to. T- they had to chuck in toilet humour somewhere, didn't they? Mm. So I thought that was quite. <laughs> that could have been a bit. Sh- mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that interesting developments of let's see who's happening with the quiz I think I don't know how to put that cause should we get straight into the film then shall we I, I, mean, I enjoyed it well, let, let's go one by one so what, what, what's your overall thoughts then Si as I said in the car on the way home because as you may have heard from our last one we t- discussed it in the car journey home 
because mm. it's about what, 20 minutes so we get a good chance to analyse it and get back here and so we've got the and go fresh in our minds of yeah. what we what we think of it I enjoyed it I didn't prefer it or I didn't dislike it compared with other ones it, they're kind of on a par yeah so it, it, they're all sort of level and none of them really stand out yeah. as your favourite see that's weird I don't know if I'm, I'm looking at it as a strictly a new fan but I thought it was better than the first two because I thought that the first one meh, it was okay it's but it, it yeah I was just about to say it established the franchise second one they wanted to see how dark they could go and and push it to the limits third one spot on so much more Star Trek for me it was a love note Star Trek mm. I just you can't quite put your finger on it can you and that's what we're going to try and unearth in this it's podcast. Just that it was just too much, too, too love moty. It was just a bit too kind of. Hey, look, there's a reference for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Although you're saying well, that, I mean, whereas before, I think before we go into it, we need to know what Jamie's thoughts are. Well, my thought is, I really enjoyed it, but for me, it's my least favourite of the three. My favourite is actually still Into Darkness, which I know is very controversial. Yeah, but you like the grittiness of it, don't you? Well, yeah, for me, it's the fact that... This is the weird thing about number three. People, people have been saying, a lot of people have been saying, it's as close to a Star Trek as they felt than the previous two. I never got the feeling of a Star Trek episode, as I said in the car. Yeah, it's, it's but... It's weird. All the main elements are there, but in order to get it to cinema, you can't actually... You can't hmm. bottle... The, the and you've got to look at the economy side of things. They've got to sell tickets. Yeah, you've got to. You've, it's, 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 it's a thing, and I, I, I honestly do sympathise with them. With mm. you know, with like with JJ Abrams the first two, with obviously um, Justin Lin and this one. It's trying to find that balance between you know appealing to the broad, mm. broad, broad sort of fans of oh yeah, people want action, they want spectacle, yeah. but staying true to the roots and cores yeah, and values of Star Trek. The weird thing is, Simon said this, is that where do you draw the line? Where do you have a Star Trek film or where do you just have a run-of-the-mill mediocre sci-fi film? How do you define a Star Trek film? Is it the references to other Star Trek series? Is it? But then you have that in sci-fi anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It, it, is, mm. a, it is a trope of sci-fi. Because you did make a good point for that, so you really did. But the thing is, with the original films, you never got references. That's the odd thing about Abrams films. That's well, the, where they're an oddity. That's they're where they're, they're having to do the the, the thing. The thing is, you've got so you've got three types of people. You got no, but you've got three types of people. You've got the old fans, you've got the new fans, and you've got the people that are just coming along because they are they know. So oh, one yeah, or the other, the other I know. two I know you've got to appeal to mm. everyone to make it financially viable the, I, but, I know but if you look at a lot of the films that have recently come out there's so many homages to the old films for example the, the Avengers the uh, all this new Spider-Mans the, all the Iron Mans they all hark back to oh, yeah, it's previous deep, chic. which is, is it, it's almost like a, 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 an easy route to make the film good which is a bit of a cheat, like what you just said. I, so, I you, you, do, is that how you sort of think Into Darkness could be seen a little bit like that? No, I think so, Into Darkness is completely different because it was on its own. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, a lot of people see the calm thing as, oh, just copy and literally paste it. I think the before. writing was better. Mm. I don't want to say it was brilliant. Cause I, well, they only had two months to do it, didn't they? 
Well, well I think it's an incredible accomplishment considering how it's turned out. But if you look at, if you look at, and and I make this with the absolute respect to anybody who's a Star Wars fan. If you look at New Hope, well, no, sorry. If you look at, the <laughs> see, I cocked up there. Yeah. You look at the new film, um, the Force Awaken. That is Awakens. a new the Force Awakens. That is a New Hope. It's the same yeah, film. It's the same as the second one, second uh, Into Darkness. There's yeah. no much twist. That's what Abrams does. But the thing is, this makes this different. But the thing is, people. But why was that such a good film, The Force Awakens? It was basically the same as the previous. And yet, people didn't kick up much of a stink about that. Apparently, whereas Into Darkness, they did. But because it's Star Trek, no. You know, is it is it because because the the fans have got a different sorry sorry is it because the fans have got a completely different perception? Because it was a different dynamic. You can't Mm. again. It's I think we've said it. It's come up offhand comments. You can't compare them. You're mm. trying to compare two different things. Mm. Which is, I don't it think the, is it because should. the fan base is completely different? Whereas, I mean, I've always said Star Wars are people with glowy sticks. Ooh, isn't that nice? Whereas Star Trek is a bit more in-depth. But do you think that's what's been lost? The in-depthness of it? It's a very odd thing to try and compare them. Because they're both by J.J. Abrams. Mm. Who is fantastic at doing homage twists, as we've established twice now. But then is that all he is? Is it a good thing that he didn't do the third one? Maybe well, no, that's the actually... first one, the first one didn't have any real homage twist to it, did it? And he did he directed the first film. Mm. He did so a great that's job actually of very, stab- that's actually a very good point. No, but again that goes back to an establishing film. You can't do a homage twist in the first no. film. No. But he did a great job of setting up the characters. They all had their own things to do. Which and by the third one you you didn't need that. No. So and they were all the Simon said this, they're all in well into their characters mm. now. It's spot on. Yeah, but how see how do you define a Star Trek film? Is it the at least at least these ones? Is it the references to the original series? Is it the core values of, you know, exploring they, space? They, they, they didn't have that. They, all they did was it's a typical good versus evil, and good will triumph through adversity. The thing is, the original films were hate were a Star Trek film. You either watch us or you don't watch us. Mm. Whereas it's as though they're trying to try. Yeah, but they were hard. big enough back then. To be able to sell them. If you've got to remember, Nemesis was a complete flop. They were still kind of looked at a film, like us, and watch us. Oh, what, you haven't watched us? And Franchise died. Mm. Right, okay. So, do you see what I mean? That's why me and Simon always think that Nemesis is an underrated film. But, um. But I I found with it that I preferred. Yeah, it's very good. I liked the beginning getting you up to speed what's happened. I loved, like I said in the car, I loved the way that they show the. The, like the, um, the sort of the, the repetitiveness yeah. Yeah. of, of I would, exploration. What I'd also like life, to point yeah. out is that if you haven't seen the film, probably best to switch off now. Don't li- what, don't listen to this and watch it once you've seen Too the late. film. Because there's going to be a well, lot of... Yeah. I know we haven't spoiled it a lot, but I, I thought we'd better mention but that. Cause people, people look at these and go, I've avoided them until I've actually seen it. So yeah. I, I'm... Again, Star Trek fans aren't stupid. <laughs> so if they look at this and go, well, oh, it's about Star Trek. I haven't seen this. Let's not. That's got spoilers in it. Let's wait for it. Mm. So people listening it are now going, well, I have seen it. Send send Carry send your feels way. Um, <laughs> but I found that, like you say, that you can tell that it's like you like like we said at the time, right? So right at the end of the film, you really feel for Kirk. Just kind mm. of, I've had enough of this, and I love the way they concluded it. I found that the actual 
meat of the story, I found that pacing a little bit slow uh, to start Yeah, with. I also found the villain not exactly... I don't think he had enough screen time, and he no, was also very one-dimensional, wasn't he? He, he just... He, it was just like, he's here, let's just, there's an explanation, I but I think it was done it. too late. I agree with it, although you've got to be the devil's advocate and actually say, do you want an hour that's six hours long to actually get in-depth in no. it? No. I didn't, I didn't understand the bit of the right... I mean, I said this in the car, but... Me and you, me and you two, had a completely different view of it. Right at the end, if people remember, he, he sees his reflection in a piece of glass, and he grabs the piece of glass. Both of you thought he was going to try and kill Kirk, but I thought there was going to be a shining moment where he, he looked at his reflection, realised what he'd done, and redeemed himself. And redeem himself. Yeah. But he kind of didn't. He just. You then saw that bit at the Hulk. end where he went to his eye, and it was still evil. It just it was that's wrong. A, that's what I mean. Because it, it was, was a wrong. Constant he was just evil. That's, I think it's one of those things of we want to leave you thinking about this one. I it's think so, and, and, and as um, as Kirk did say to come, um, oh sorry, um, Commodore Paris, um, it was he lost his way. Mm. He lost his way. You know, it was very much reminded me of um, the Equinox crew. Yeah, that's what I was going. Yeah. Sort of what was what was was there any reference to you know when they were on the 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 the, the new sorry the Franklin and well, there was a can load I just of point out the the thing I, the tidbit I told you about a few days ago yeah well oh yeah the whole the name came from and oh, actually the register as well the name comes from is in order of what's the director Justin Lin's father because if you separate it out it yeah says you, t- you Frank, told me didn't you Frank, Frank Lin. Lin yeah yeah and the um, registry zero three two six isn't it something like that? What is it? I thought it was three one five. Well, I think it's three one three two six. Okay. It is. Oh, is in reference to um, Leonard Nimoy's birthday. Oh right. Hmm. Well, while while nice. we're on the subject yeah. of Leonard Nimoy, that was fantastic. That there was no cheap. Oh, here's something to homage to him or there is there's something yeah because I know you were really worried I was really worried it was just because I listened to an interview with Simon Pegg on Radio X and he was talking about the fact that they didn't want to just do this cheap shot at loving memory of Leonard Nimoy they wanted to actually incorporate in the story and I thought oh no it's either going to be really good or really bad because you asked me you were initially right because you didn't want to know anything about the film no and it's, but you said oh, oh, oh tell me one thing is the sort of thing with uh, like Leonard Nimoy done well I said yeah it's done well and I think that's fantastic yeah and all the way through incorporating in the story in the emotion of the character but Spock. no I do agree I think I think that I said I think that Edison's character I think he was one dimensional I think Idris Elba who played him did a decent job with what he, what had, he had yes but he didn't get nearly enough screen time I also thought that the destruction of the Enterprise going down, it was, the sequence was too long. I found, don't get me wrong, it was really done well, but I found it a little bit underwhelming. I think the idea of that it's was to... It's sort of a trope mm. with Abrams verse, isn't it? They, I, I, the yeah. ship falling in, in all of them, would you say in all of them? Pretty much, Takes yeah. I think so. Yeah. Let's just, the only thing I would like you to do is not go into this whole ship underwater because it keeps coming up again and again and again and again. Well, the Enterprise getting destroyed comes up coming up again and again, it's like three times. No, but in the first film, <laughs> in the first film they come out of the water. Ships aren't designed to no, go into water. So that was number two. two. They're not designed to go into water. That, that wouldn't work. No, they, they'd crumple under does. pressure. It does feel. But they'd crumple under pressure. No. It wouldn't work because the, 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 anyway, and then they're going water again Phil. in this film. 
feel you're talking about ships that can go up warp. Mm. Structurally able to, <coughs> to go underwater. Well, the the other thing that I sort of it thought of, work, would it? It would. Mm, okay. The other thing I sort of thought of is maybe it's a criticism, maybe it's not, but why the heck would you have a star base right on the edge of a nebula if you've got no communication, no idea what's on the other side? Isn't that like a real bad like, invulnerability in defence? Yeah. Surely you'd have a star base <laughs> further back. Let's but, pull back on the. Yeah, it, you have a plot. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did think that that star baby was brilliant, though. All the 3D elements of it and the different gravity. Levels, oh, I love. I love the sequence where the um, where the Enterprise actually goes into and we're swimming underneath. Yeah, go into it, and then you get that really nice panning shot of the actual star base. I thought well, it was it looks amazing. Upwards, and you look up to the sky and you see the city, and yeah. you actually see them people teleporting in between. As I if love they're taking that. the bus, or That's, they're just um, going to work. The name of it's a reference to. Gene Rossbury's original name of Enterprise, it was originally going to be called Yorktown, which is why that's oh, right. okay. And of course, it's, re- it's also a reference to that question you come up with in one of the Star Trek magazines as well, wasn't it? About the well, Shawley thing. Or actually, yeah, um, Star Trek Four, when they got obviously enough of the Enterprise A, that was previously the USS Yorktown. Right, I see. So I, see. Oh, I seem to remember that you were coming of a up to double there. bubble. Yeah, but one of the other things I also loved about the film was the fact that you have different dynamics. So mm. whereas the first two was always Kirk, Spock, McCoy, well, actually it was different. You had, as I said, Bones and Spock. Bones. I have to point out that, that Bones was, was absolutely brilliant in this. Yeah, and he actually had more to do. I felt he yeah, was better lines, but it was it was just. It wasn't just forced lines. You actually felt that he was coming up with those lines. It was on in the spot. character, yeah. It was proper. Yeah. It was just. And what's, yeah. and what's he in- was the outstanding one for me. He was the standalone best actor in that film. And what's interesting is that um, I read some of that. Carl Urban, he, he sort of he wasn't as happy with the last few films. He didn't think Bones had enough to do. Mm. So I think this one, I think. Well, he, he was the shining, shining light for me. He was the he did the best out of everyone. Yeah, and him and Spock had some great one-liners in there. Really was funny. <laughs> What's your favourite colour? Ah! <laughs> and then the whole horse thing, you know. Oh, and the bit the, the, that was well, we have to talk about the the classical music that got played during the oh, fight at the end. Yeah, is this classical? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the fact that um, what they used to stop the swarm, you know, using the higher frequency, and then the sometimes and Kirk goes, "Good choice." Do you think that was a, a an arc back to the Borg? No, it was reference back to the first film. Yeah, back to the first film. Oh. Where he flings the car off the edge of the cliff. Oh, yeah, of course. Young Kirk does, yeah. Yeah. Who, who actually? Who? Um. What? Um. Artist or band? Because it was the same song, wasn't it? Yeah. What artist or band did that song? I was trying to think of it on the way back, but I couldn't think of it. No, I can't remember. No. I know it was classical. What did? What did he do? What did she call it? Boom, boom, shake, shake music. No. Shout, isn't it? Shout, I think. Yeah. Boom, mm. boom, shout, shout. Because <laughs> you. You say, like you said, Phil, you've stayed away from uh, spoilers, haven't you? Everything. You I, I wanted to go in there completely not knowing anything. The only thing I'd seen is the free trailers. That's it. So you didn't know about Sulu? No, I didn't know about Sulu. Now, this is, this is quite interesting because... It was uh, a bit... I'm, look, I'm not any disrespect at all, but it was a bit random. Mm. Mm. It was almost really? like unnecessary. It's always, oh yes, he's gay. He's a gay. That's my problem. What, it was really... Why? It was written well. It's in on that of George Takai, who originally played Sulu. But he wasn't particularly happy with it anyway. Because of a similar sort of reason to me, 
because it's been written into it three films in if you're establishing a universe surely you establish that in yeah. the first See, this is the, this is the problem it that's just wrongly done wasn't this it? is the problem that Star Trek has always had uh, in terms of sort of like gay relationships or gay characters they, they've, it's never they've and never been able to get to grips with and it and Simon Pegg said oh we didn't want to write in a new character to mm. fill this to fill this void in well you kind of have because it's just kind of now, it, now he's got a husband because Jamie Jamie sort of says like, well you, you know in the first two films it was never actually stated that he wasn't mm. but you can say the complete it's to flip the coin to that you can also say that well you could argue he was heterosexual yeah I mean I, I, and I understand the fact that you've got a strong character who who is good under pressure can take the command when he needs to and deal with the things when he needs to deal with them but and, and he's gay Fine, fair enough. I can understand the appeal to that. I think but it's a great it was just a idea. bit random. It, it was just sort of it was it's unnecessary. A, it's, a, it's a great idea, but the execution of it and the timing yeah. wasn't great. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be gay. Yeah, I'm saying I'm, that it's a great idea. Great. It's do it. Not not just drop a bombshell and go. Oh, by the way, he's gay. That, that, that's the way it was. Okay, fine, fair enough. No, I've not got a problem with that. Fair enough. But, it's just so they were trying to make a point of something when they didn't need to be. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. The past two films, to my knowledge, he was heterosexual. Yeah. Mm. And then it's like, oh, like I said, Jamie earlier. It's like, oh, now he's gay now. Mm. What? what? Huh? Yeah, it was just a little it, bit like it, drop the mic down. It just gives out the wrong signal because mm. it says. Well, you, maybe. Do you think that might have been their intention? Intention, the fact that we make that assumption that everyone is heterosexual. But does it tell someone yeah, that they can actually it, that they just someone just turns gay? It gives that wrong signal. Mm. It really does. It's a, it's a prickly if issue. It, if it was gay from the start, no problems, because then you don't. Right now, it's just kind of I'm gay now. Mm. Okay, well, huh? Well, what about the first two films? Does he ever flirt with any women in the first two films or anything? Talking about flame with women, wasn't that a bit random right at the start? I mean, I can understand people getting bored, but which, which right at the very start when they were talking about the monotonous of every day being the same. No, I think that works. No, 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 no. Think about it. Every day was the same, so therefore the crew gets horny. No, but it's it's Voyager. It's the fact this idea of you out in space for so long, and if you don't have much contact, cabin fever. Starfleet, particularly in, in Voyager's instance, you're going to start cohabitating with people. So I think that's what it was. I think that was fine. Chekhov getting kicked out, <laughs> which I thought was a bit funny. Was that Chekhov? It was Chekhov, yeah. yeah. Oh god, I didn't even realise that. Oh my god, and I've watched the film twice. I didn't realise that. I thought it was just some random crew member. Oh, no, it was Chekhov getting kicked it was, out. It was dealt with well because it, it was. It was yeah. that, that was that that was one of the. Mm. But, you was you were perfectly right. What you said it set it up quite nicely because they'd had this monotonous yeah. nothing going well, on. All of a sudden, wham, bam, sham. This is why I like the start of the third film very much, though, so, because the first two really thrust you into the literally into it straight away. Whereas this one, it said it nearly explained. It took its time, which is what I liked. Here's another silly question: If they were on a five-year mission, and three years into the mission they were exploring space, why the hell when they were at the edge of because the, they will get um, no, I'm, no, 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 it's no, it's another point I'm trying to make. Sorry. They obviously got to the edge of where Starfleet, the Federation, was. Why was Sulu's husband in, and his daughter there? Surely they'd be back at Earth. Because what? they wanted to make a fuss. 
because if well you can't really say <laughs> why were they there I, I didn't understand that because they knew maybe because you can't really go look he's got a husband without the husband being yeah, but, yeah, I, I know I understand that but if you look at it just a why would he suddenly oh yeah it's taken me three years to get to this point I'm here now well how do we know not, he's not seen him in the interim maybe well yeah that's a good point yeah. holiday Holiday. Again, Phil, it's, it's, it's reading between the lines. We do Space another surely. Let's let's show a whole scene of of all the crew going to see their respective people on different places. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was a bit random. Fair enough. But no, the, the start of the monotonous of, of on board of this three-year mission is fair enough. Yeah, I think that's the, thing, the other thing I found though was the fact that with Kirk, it's like, did you ever really discuss? Because he, he he talks about his father and the idea of oh, I just joined and I'm there. So what is, what does Starfleet mean to Kirk now? Is it is it saving his people, I saving think, his no, crew? No, I think I think Star he's Trek has always grown on him. He's found who he's finally he got is it. now. Mm. He's been living in his father's shadow for because he two wanted films. to leave. He wa- he didn't want to be in. First of all, he didn't want to be in. Then that's all he wanted because it was the big I am. Now he realised he didn't want to do it, and then I he realised he should it's, do it. I think it's a case of you know he's been saving his crew and helping people for the last two films anyway. But saving the crew it was only four we left on. <laughs> But I think he's now finally really realised it. Yeah. What he's doing, that's what who he is. Do you think that's why, Si, then, you think there's something missing? Is because there is not that strong captain that... I, I can't put a finger on it. Um, the thing about it is, is you know, it's, you go back to this whole idea, is this a Star Trek film? The thing is, it's not really much exploring in this well, one. Yeah, and I said this to you no, on the way who, home, didn't who I? Who would you write that in, though? I don't know. You can't explore in a film. It would be too yeah, boring. that's the thing. Well... It's not so much maybe again. I know there was the diplomacy thing at the start of the film, but it seems like all the time it's just yeah. Let's just solve these problems with firing at people. Well, I actually said this on the way home, and I think Simon helped me with this. And yes, I know you've I know you've got to appeal to the wider audience. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. But but I don't know. I I with Star Trek to me, Picard always come up with a way, and I think the Tricky Girls have said this as well. Sarah said it before. Star Trek. Uh, sorry. Picard always comes up with a clever way that's not stupid, not a back step, but it's actually clever, a way around of either diplomacy or a clever way of fighting to in order to disable, not harm, or get around a a problem. In other words, don't fire or something. He always comes up with a clever way, whereas this is shoot first, think later. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean that's Star Trek films down to a T film. Yeah, unfortunately, right back from the word go. Oh look, that uh, you know we could probably knock off about four films at least that have got that solution to but it. But if you look at First Contact, he he looked to try and every single bit of diplomacy until that was enough, and then you get that famous line. Line must be drawn here, no further. Hmm. So he's now he's now had enough. That's it. No more diplomacy guns come out hmm. so in a way he went into every single fail state before he did it does that make sense first contact's a bit of a you can't really run that because as I say he's got a very turbulent part of the Borg yeah that's the that's not a really yeah, good it, example it, it, to be honest it, uh, I think Again, just like Star Trek it's the only just like Star Trek 6 isn't for Kirk for similar reasons they killed David he's going to get angry with them mm. oh it's the what's happened in the series is the whole reason why they get really angry in the Mm. films whereas these it's a bit odd because it's like 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 um like 
in start this so mm. there's not that backstory there so that's a bit weird just kind of yeah, but you didn't, need, you didn't need it with Khan did you you know everyone knows Khan well for me you know this is for me again Simon you'd be other if you guys know this I've said this before for me again I prefer the Into Darkness because it's that more darker more gritty aspects of this idea the Federation is fallible it's not it's Quite, you know, but you still had that. You still had the federation is infallible. You still had that cracks in it. For example, obviously, the main villain was a Starfleet captain. Yeah, but that's just. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more of a part of a part of the federation, not just in terms of one individual. I'm thinking more of this that section thirty-one. This idea, there's a dark side oh, of the federation. Right, okay. that, there's the bit where there's, there's a nicey nice side of it. We all yeah, work together, and then yeah. there's the actual. So bit. for me, it's it's that aspect of Into Darkness which I like, and that's why it's my it's what uh, why it's my favourite. There's more to film. it than just that, Jamie. Oh yeah, there is absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I loved I loved the whole idea of the homage twist with Khan. I think that was fantastically well done. And I think out of the three three villains, I think Khan, I think personally for me, was the best written. Do you, um, I'm just sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, I just had a fault. Simon, do you think it's because there was no prime objective? What with this one? Hmm. I'm just thinking of what was missing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because with Khan, you knew what, you knew what, I mean, particularly you knew what the objective was, you knew what. There wasn't one in the second one either. No. To be fair. No. There wasn't. You, you, you sort the of. The first one's only one of the three you got one, but. Yeah. I like them all equally for all different reasons. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's a one. I think Calm was well written, at least in my opinion. But no, I'm trying. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about what are we calling Star Trek? What defines a Star Trek film to a normal run-of-the-mill sci-fi film? I'm sorry, and Benedict Cumberbatch, I thought, well, played the part really, really well, mm-hmm. and it made Khan actually a very fearsome villain. There's something special about Star Trek films, mm. which you, some a bit of magic that you can't put your finger on. Mm. So I'm struggling with. I've been struggling is, with it. Is, 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 so is, the question becomes, do any of these new ones have that? The other thing you need to, just on that point, is it because the Star Trek films, and again, bear with me here, let me try and ex- articulate it, the Star Trek films are an extension of the series. So you know the characters, you've seen them, and then you get to see them in a scenario which is a film-based. Therefore, it's almost like a powered up episode you're not invested in the characters because you haven't seen them that's what I mean in, uh, so is that what is missing is that the difference between a Star Trek film and a sci-fi it's got to be the characters that you've seen in the series in a film that makes a Star Trek film because from 1 to Star Trek 10 am I right Jamie Nemesis, Nemesis yeah, yeah. One's 10 you've seen them for yeah. I think we've just stumbled across it, guys. Maybe that is it. Invested in it because if you if you're thinking, sorry, go on, sorry. You've invested. You've invested what an hour and a half an episode. Yeah, you've invested twenty six twenty six hours twenty six hours a series in that character. And whereas if you're looking at it from the Kelvin timeline, yeah, you know that this this character's called Kirk. This one's called that. But but you've you've only seen them for four hours. Yeah, six hours in total across six the three. Six hours over what twelve years? And that is, that is what one, two, three, that's that's mm. that's four episodes of a normal series. And the fact is, they're not obviously Five. they're not obviously they won't wouldn't be, but they're played by different actors entirely. Mm. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The issue is they will never play. They will never do yeah. a series. So what? Yeah. So now what we're trying to come up with, if 
if these new Star Trek films was an extension of a series for example the new Star Trek series that's coming out Star Trek Discovery Star Trek Discovery if they made a if film if they went onto a film it wouldn't be a problem then it would be Star Trek maybe these films are ah. Star Trek label but because it's set in a different timeline is that what you're getting no, at no 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 what we're trying to get at Jamie is that the fact that these films we're watching we're seeing them as a film they are a standalone film whereas the films we were used to watching like Generations Nemesis um, help me out here uh, First Contact 1 to, te- one to, one to one ten. 10 they've all been films as a result of a series so what Simon said oh, you're already invested in the characters you already know yeah. about them so therefore if you've met their family it, you've spent yeah it's got that fuzz to it it's got that it's got that warmth there's, it's got that it's got that not, I know what you're like it's not a sense 20 minute compilations great it's a great start we just need to see that on a regular basis. Mm. So there's this, you're saying it's not, not as much a sense of co- continuation mm. from the films. Yeah. Because of, of the format that it's actually it's in. Effectively, you still is. don't know. You're only scraping the surface. Yeah. You only get to see one of the voyages every, what, three years? And he, here's another point of view. That bit with Solo. Solo? Solo. Just dumped in there. It wouldn't have been dumped in if you had spent the last four seasons watching him with his husband. Because hmm. with series, they plan out, at least modern day series, yeah. they plan out the development of characters. Yes, they do. So they would never have done, oh, he's gay now. So, yeah. here's an example. Here's an example. If Tyrion, sorry, spoilers, if Tyrion Lannister just killed his father yeah. in one episode, that would be like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. Yeah. But if you hadn't seen his build up, yeah, the hatred he has for his yeah. father. But if you'd seen the build up, it makes sense. Mm. See, what, see what yeah. I mean? So like maybe watching the Red Wedding with not watching anything else. Yeah, so it's maybe it's a case of <laughs> maybe Simon. Simon. <laughs> he already knows he's already seen it, already spoiled it. Jamie's already done that. Yeah. Um, so, I, so, so maybe then, really, it comes to the point of these films can never be Star Trek films. I think we've, because I of think that we've accidentally stumbled across something so very special. You're there. welcome. So maybe it's the <laughs> fact that because it, the way the way it's been done, the format and the sort of the sequence sequential order, mm. it can maybe never feel like a Star Trek film to us. Yeah, so I, think, yeah. I think collectively we've all we've all got to that, maybe. that point. So maybe it's a case of something that can never be done. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's trying to find that right balance. I don't know. But for me, this film was missing something. But then again, the other two, in a way, were as well. Yeah. As but much as I enjoyed it, them but, more. But I'm, I'm. But these exactly films, what we're saying. Yeah, these films, movie. I would call them Star Trek, but I wouldn't call them as. It's like I said when I was on the way home, and I said to you, "Best film out of the three, and you made your mind up. You said second one. Hmm. But I said best film if you were looking at it across these three, or say throw in something like Generations you'd pick Generations over these films surely well me personally mm. I prefer Star Trek Beyond uh, well, okay, let's line all the films up what's your favourite film what out of all what, all of them 13 or 13 yeah. oh my god um, that would be very difficult Phil I've got to say no but if, you, if, you, if someone said to you favourite Star Trek film as if they said to you favourite colour Two. I couldn't pick one specific way. I could pick a few. Top three then. Uh, two, six, and twelve. There you go. You've picked two films from the original genre over 
so out of your three, two out of three. Hmm. See, me is generations, uh, uh, first contact, and, well, in a way, I want to pick something from the JJ Abraham first, but I'm, I'm steering to Nemesis, not something from Fair JJ. Enough. Mm. I, although I, I know I know that's a lie, I would say I really liked Into Darkness. So maybe maybe my third choice would be Into Darkness, but mm. very very coming close Nemesis. Mm. Simon, I never like to get pinned down on top three. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know that specifically after tonight because it's very it makes you really because it's very raw. It's very. Mm. But then again, you know your opinion can change any time. Mm. See, the weird thing is, Jamie, you're seeing it for a second time round. Mm. So you you can have more of an opinion of it, even though you didn't see Chekhov getting really shirt off. So I suppose I'll let you off from there. At least, um, at least I didn't go down the thing of Kirk d- sleeping with a woman. No, that was quite refreshing. Yeah, didn't. I would have thought he would have got with a white-haired girl. Well, J- Jada. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yes, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't with a single woman, was he? No. He got drunk. Was it? And Chekhov doesn't like vodka. Like, oh, I oh, love that, that reference at the end. Was it brandy or was it? I think it's whiskey. Yeah. I think that's a reference to Tribbles. With Tribbles, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. But I, mean, I wish they'd just said. Le- I thought it was a reference. I wish to they'd Le- said Leningrad instead of Russia. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Because I said an old woman from mm. Russia. Yeah, but it didn't quite work right. It's just said Leningrad because that was just that would have just been. Well, no, it's because Leningrad's renamed itself, isn't it? But, but, but it doesn't matter because that's what they said in. But Simon Simon Pegg did a great job. He clearly oh, yeah, wanted to yeah. really, you know. You notice his accent has gotten better. Yeah, much much better. But you can feel he feels influenced in the film. I mean, he was a lot more in this film Do than you he think had the other Jayla two. Jayla might end up being because obviously I think she's going to be part of the crew. Was missing. Yeah, which I, I think I, I think yeah. Because at the end, Jayla's going to join join Starfleet Academy. Well, I I think she will, but I don't think we'll see her for maybe two films, maybe. And how many they're going to make? Well, if they make them, they're well, setting they're it up. For. They're making them. They're setting it up. I don't think she will see her straight away. Hmm. I think. I think with the, with the weirdest thing is, is that we haven't really seen James James T. Kirk have a love affair as much as he used to in the original series. Could you actually see a love love affair with Jayla and Scotty? Because I think it's like. Oh, I actually thought they were yeah. going to get Montgomery together. Montgomery Scotty, I love that. Do you also think that it's weird how? This is something I, I'm probably going to get a little bit of stick for, but why is it a strong female character has to be good at engineering for her to be popular? Look at the Force Awakened. Strong female character, good at engineering. Yeah. Why is I that? I don't think. No, it's. Am I thinking too much into too it? Too simplistically. They're a full character. Like, like Ray. She's a like, force user and. She's a, she's a doer. Yeah, so is Jayla. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. She's just kind of. Well, she's, she's good there at en- for a fight. She's, yeah, yeah Jayla. She's, she's not just engineering. She's good at fighting as well. She could eat the keys. Clearly, she didn't. Need, she could defend for herself. Mm. You know, so uh, we, we need strong female role models. Mm. So I'm mm. not. Yeah, but uh, I'm it. just seeing a correlation here that they they seem to be strong female role models that either can fight or repair stuff. Wait, Star just, Trek or generally? Generally. It just seemed a bit weird. 
Yeah. No, I know, I know, I appreciate that. It does sound like the I just I don't understand why a strong female lead has to have those particular ones. Why can't she be a strong female lead for her own qualities? I don't know, it just seems a bit... What do you mean, her own qualities? In what sense? Well, no, I mean, it, it, two, I'm picking out well, two particular characters. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Something that is more... It almost seems like they've got to be down with, with, with young guys. So we're good at engineering, we're good at fighting. So therefore, I'm a strong female role because I can do those things. Well, yeah, it's quite interesting. I know it's going off a bit off topic, but um, if, if any people probably haven't, but I really like the rebooted uh, Tomb Raider games, Lara Croft, and they make her character m- much more human in terms of the struggle she goes through, like um, evolving to to a young woman starting out to who she becomes. Yeah, I mean, not going on to another one but going back to Game of Thrones you look at Daenerys she's a strong woman not because of those couple of things she's uh, out and out her own Phil it's just female rep- representation yeah there's never been enough are you it. saying that maybe the, the reps it's, it's, it's not um, rounded enough like no what I'm trying to say is it almost seems like oh we need a strong female role what do females like okay what are guys like let's make it like that so oh let's chuck that in so people, so people uh, enjoy it no. I, I don't know. It just seemed that's the way it seemed to me. I might be completely wrong, but no, it's fair. It was just fair enough. I didn't see that personally, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. Women are interested in engineering <laughs> just as much as men. Oh, you know, I know, yeah. I know that, but it just it seemed to me that it, it was maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking Again, of myself. It wouldn't work if it was a man. No, it would. You'd have a totally different film. Again, it's mm. the Sulu gay thing because yeah. then you get a kind of <laughs> guy. Um, um, Scotty, we've already got one of those. We don't need that. Mm. We don't need two two of that. Well, she was better at Scotty than things, wasn't she? Especially with a boombox. Yeah. So, so as you can tell, we've had a very mixed bag. We, there's no real consensus, and unlike well, our last one. I think I need to watch. Well. I think I need to watch it again. Well, to be honest, watching it a second time, my opinion hasn't changed. I still feel the same as I did when I first saw it. You still miss Scotty. So, you know, but as I said, I really enjoyed it. It probably does, It probably is close to a Star Trek film, in, but what, in what sense? The look of it? But it's, you said so, it's, the other two yeah. sort of did anyway. As a standalone sci-fi film, brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. But is it Star Trek? Who knows? What but it, but, oh, but again, I know we're going full circle on it now, but I'm not even sure that it's fair to say it's not Star Trek just because there isn't a series behind it. That's not fair. Mm. I know we've come across that and we thought it was a big point that we've come across. I'm now going full circle on it. That's why I, I like it. I just don't know why. Mm. Yeah. Is it it's because, is it because when, as you said, the characters are really starting to develop and now that you've seen them for six hours... It's not enough. No. It's not enough. Yeah, no. but did you did you like the next gen crew right from the first couple of episodes? No, you liked it by series two. But that's the thing. It's serious. <laughs> Twenty six hours worth. You're talking to what hundred and forty three episodes, isn't it? Something stupid like mm. that. Uh, 160, 170 episodes. Com- hundred hundred and seventy four for a yeah. hundred and seventy three, hundred and seventy four, yeah. whatever. Compared with six hours. Yeah. No comparison. Mm. What are you going to choose? Um, maybe, maybe that, that maybe that is what's missing. Then maybe it's it's. Again, it comes to that answer. They can they can never do it. Then it's it's an impossible it's, task. It's, it's, unless unless they have 
been established in the series, it's impossible to make a Star Trek, uh, make that air quote film, but feel like a Star Trek film if you haven't had the series but, before. But for us, what what makes a Star Trek film? That's the thing, and we're all going to have different ideas of what a Star Trek film should be. Should it be more exploration? Should it be references? Show me just no. Again, that's you what can't I mean. Get your finger on the answer. There's I no don't. I there don't, is no yeah, definitive may, answer. Maybe there isn't an answer, mate. But maybe we've 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 tried to look at a broad spectrum of everything. Yeah. Um, and as, it's interesting as a standalone film it works really well because it doesn't mention anything from the previous two films or at least the second one well it's been three years since the film since, since what happened yeah, so there intention no reason to mention it yeah no but the intention was not to forget because the last film well apparently the last film was a shambles in a way apparently no, um, I don't think it was. I think Cumberbatch was a really good job. Well, that's why I'm surprised, Phil, because I didn't think I didn't know anything. I didn't feel any sort of vibe about this until a few weeks ago. I was like, okay. I don't, I don't remember Beyond being a flop or anything like that. No, in Starless. In Starless, sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was, but we haven't spoken about the poster for Star Trek Beyond. Brilliant. Yeah, the poster was great. I thought it was absolutely great. Yeah. Well, I also loved. I also what I also did like was the way they touched in the motorbike in that film because yeah. I was worried that it was just like okay he's a motorbike here fine okay what's happening but I like the fact that they they used it utilised um, it fully ah because it was hmm going back to it felt more like Star Trek using every single person's ability to solve a problem yeah they've been doing that for the last two films well no I think it felt like more they were more no no that's again it's a, that's uh, what these did didn't do. do any translating or anything she didn't have much to do at all whereas in the, I think at least in the second one she did translate a bit of Klingon in the third one she didn't do anything like that well we didn't see any more Klingons that was a shame yeah so I have to disagree with that film I don't think it did I mean Bones had more to do I'll give you that I like the look of the Enterprise A oh yeah mm. yeah that did look really nice I'm a bit annoyed about the warp effect yet again because <laughs> they've changed it for the third time. I, I actually liked it. I, I thought that warp effect looked really good. It's more scientifically accurate for what we know, but they've changed it three times. It's about time to decide on one and just stick with it. Yeah, but it's like Doctor Who. They keep changing the, um, the feature. Three films? Mm. Yeah, three Nothing series. Nothing, Stardust... <laughs> Now, well, scientifically I think, accurate. Choose one and go with it. Well, well I, I, I don't I think, think any of us were happy with the first one. I think the second one, we all because I remember when we watched the Star second one, good. we all our faces all lit up like like, like Christmas had come early. But the warp was it, it did feel more like a bubble. Yeah, but it I was. liked it. Yeah, I it did. was a good bubble. But I've got to say, I do prefer the Stardust effect personally. But that's just Choose me. one, please. It's annoying <laughs> me. If you stick one, I'll be quite happy. <laughs> if it's the second one. I'll be even happier. Do you know, second, yeah. If it's th- this one, I'll live with it. Hmm. I didn't like the first one because there's nothing. <laughs> but just stick with one. You've you done think about everything it? else. I'm just, I'm just. You I'm, can't tell that this annoys him, can you? No, <laughs> I really think certain things because the film went very quickly in my. The pace was really good, and I think it went quite quickly in my head. But I'm actually now going back to certain things that happened that took a long time. Because when you initially said to me when we first got the film, the pace wasn't there, I thought, no, that's not the wrong. pacing in the middle, it's just like, what? It did, it did feel a little bit draggy, I've got to say. The first half of the main story is like, really? 
But that whole scene with the Enterprise being on the floor and then using the thrusters, I thought that was brilliant. And then when that woman died, I was like, yeah, everyone cheered. The, the, the woman that tried to betray her. Oh, I thought you meant the other one. I, I thought like, that was a bit random. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I the thrusters, it was just perfect. Well, I just love the fact that when Chekhov and Kurt went back to the ship and said, oh, there's still power on. How can you tell from the outside of the ship it looks like it's been completely destroyed? Lights on? Was there any lights on? I not see no. any lights on. No, he was saying, we don't want the power on too much because otherwise it would light like a, lit up like a Christmas no, tree. No, he said... It, it was on fire. It was already lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, it was, yeah but he said, oh, we can get some power back. I was like, how can you tell from being outside? No, maybe it's the angle. Ah. That's two references to Christmas now. Bones references the fact that it, that the that the space station is it looks like a, a Christmas ball ball. Did he talk about a barn dance now as well? Yeah, mentioned a barn dance. But just, and, and, and and the bit about I'm not horrible oh, to share swear, but the horse shit. Uh, typical. That's the the the, the, communi- the, the, the the dialogue between them two was brilliant. Yeah, Bones and well again you've Spock. got some peg. He, he, I think he did a fantastic job in the script. Really was good. What's your favourite colour? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment where Spock laughed, I was just like, I was like, you delirious! <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to explain that. Particularly that joke of Bones just told. Yeah. But I like the fact that they mention they do have respect for each other, but they don't actually say it. It's like, yeah, we do. Uh, and we, we, also, we, we, also got the, we also got the answer as to why um, Spock got um, beamed out while, and then Bones had his because obviously that was part of the uh, part of the um, uh, trailers, wasn't it? He goes, yeah. ah. One of my favourite stunts was when Kirk is riding a motorbike and Jayla jumps, and then they both. Yeah, see that was... that that was ruined for me because I knew what was going to happen because of the trailer. Mm. I knew that they were going to get out using that, so it was a bit like, well, well I know what's of, going on here. Speaking of Jayla, I think the actress who played her, I think she did a great job. Who would that be? Huh? I've already answered it. You said what I was just saying. Uh, Sophia Butella. I was a paragraph. Hmm. You so. said Botticella. Begins with B. Hmm. <laughs> and it sounded daddy on his band. So I so think. Sounds to Jamie whether I've got it right or wrong. Close enough, probably not, but hey. Hmm. But um, no, I think. I've she just did. seen your answer for question one. Did you put George Michael? <laughs> yes, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about uh, over there, feet, feet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of <laughs> that's the first thing I put into my head I just noticed on his pad he's put George Michael that, that made, that's a totally different film then isn't it but you gotta have to hey, hey, do. you gotta yeah. have to well, I'm guessing I've got the answer that wrong um, so yes. yeah my thought overall was one minute until collision <laughs> <laughs> my my thought was it was a really great film <laughs> in some ways it felt closer to a Star Trek film I guess but it's not my most favourite it's, it's my least favourite it's my least favourite out of the three so I'll just leave the room now absolutely flawless why can yeah. I not think of any George Michael songs at this moment this is not good well considering the time we're recording this it's probably not surprising mm. <laughs> but um, yeah so that's yeah sorry you, you, you were trying to summarise there uh, <laughs> but overall I really enjoyed the film um, I thought the action was great the effects were really good as well uh, some of the dialogue was great as well mm. characters yes definitely 
and it did feel in a way more like a Star Trek film I guess but then again it's hard to really say that's accurate because we don't quite know how to define what Star Trek film is see I mirror everything you've said at least at least with these ones anyway I, I, mirror, um, I mirror everything you said I really enjoyed it out of the three it's my favourite out of the three for me it's my least favourite well, but me, the oddly thing I'm not entirely sure why it is that's, that's the other thing as well I'm not entirely sure see, why it is for me it's my favourite out of the three but I completely agree with what all three of us have come up with is the fact that it's it's not quite Star Trek because and I think it's because you haven't seen the characters in the series beforehand I love the fact that we're all going we like it mostly but we don't know why mm. we're all, that's all well I mean here. do you think it's because we, it's it's very similar to what we're used to watching as a sci-fi film it's got everything Avengers has in it it's got everything that the Iron Man films have got in it mm. it's got everything that well, the again, Batman films have got for me maybe it's maybe it's the fact that said for me the second the whole dark dark Pretty thing, yeah. It's it, 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 it is a very, very good sci-fi film that mm. is labelled Star Trek. But and we, I think we always love, we always love Star Trek and seeing ships and seeing photon torpedoes that yeah, but, miss everything. But yeah, were they quantums? They were quantums actually. Were they? I'm not what, sure. They, what the Franklin? They were white. They were white. What, not the, red. Are you talk about the Franklin ones. No. Oh, no. about Enterprise ones. Mm. The Franklin ones. But it was interesting how the quantum torpedoes, if they were, have been used again to no effect. Well, that's the thing. They <laughs> were photon. They were the ones from the previous film. Mm. So mm. they were a reference back to the last one. So in they the can't have quantum they... then. Oh. Here we the go. Kelvin timeline screwing up things <laughs> and establishing the prime. What were you what what were you saying about the NX? Oh god, here we go. Well I, no, I think it's a good point. <laughs> I think it's an interesting point. Oh about the whole prototype thing. <laughs> <laughs> the USS Franklin shouldn't have had a serial number because it was a prototype. Alright, we'll see Simon's blog later on. <laughs> I'll make him write something it's about it. It's the things that have been online about ship geeks like myself going, it's a prototype, you don't call it a registry number. Maybe because of war and markers, I don't have a clue, whatever, I don't know. There might be some logical reason yeah. to it. Oh, I've, I've, got, got, I've got an answer for you. Okay. I've got an answer for you. Okay. He was a war- the, the, the captain was a warrior, wasn't he? Right. What was his name? Edison is part yeah. of the Mako. And he was given the captaincy of a ship. Right. Yeah. So a ship that they were developing during war. Right. Why not give it to him? Because he was at the head of his game at that point. So he was like, here we've got a ship that's worked well, it's yours, now we register it. Why a prototype though? I don't know. Everyone loves something what, new. What, was everything out of stock? Yeah, because <laughs> it's just had a war. It's not exactly you can cut some and say, oh, can you check the stock room right. for a new Simon, I've answered it. Let's it's, move on. It's just a hasty um, registration, I think. It's just yeah. Kind of, we'll it's run out, like you say, we'll run out of ships. It's but you know, you like, you like the you like the um, registration like, of the new Enterprise, didn't but you? But I, I like, I do like, I do like. It, it looks cool though. What's that? Mm. It looks right. It looks the new like reimagined. Right mm. Reimagined. I love that. Watching it being built as well. I've forgotten about that. That was brilliant. It reminded me of like the cutscene right at the beginning of Star Trek Bridge Commander, mm. where they kind of refit the. Um, but it was just the way they built it up, almost like a time lapse video. Yeah. It was but, brilliant. Yeah. Also, I just I do I do like the fact that it, it this did reference the Enterprise era, so you had the reference to the Roman Wars and the Zindi, which I thought was really cool as well. Mm. So. I, we enjoyed it. Yeah, I've summed up what I said already. Film, yeah. But we don't know why. 
Yeah. Well, we sort of may said, discover that. Well, well, I, I we, think that's something we're going to have to leave it with, is well, why. Well, the thing is, we may come back to this, because I'm going to do a bit of shifting, because I've, I've discussed this with the boys, and I've kind of gone, yeah, that sounds vaguely, makes a bit of sense. I could do this one. So we're probably going to shift Impact to Star Trek Next Generation Season 1 to next year, because I've got plans for that. So we might replace it, because we haven't actually done anything for the 50th anniversary at this point. So we're going to do a kind Happy of... Happy 50th anniversary. We're going to have a retrospective on 50th anniversary. Yep. So in that, we're going to go back over all the key events that have happened this year, so we may actually work out what we're on about in this one. Yeah, but at the moment, we just leave you with that one question. Why? Yeah. What is Star Trek-y? Yeah, so... Why, why, why do we love this film? Hmm. Now, how can they find us? Oh, no, no, too early. Quiz. Quiz, too early. quiz, quiz. Let's see how many I've got wrong, then. Well, no, so Jamie's first, isn't he? Yeah, go on, hit me. I know I've got the first one. Right. Your f- question number one was, what is Captain J- James T. Kirk's father's full name? It was, of course, George Samuel Kirk, no, not George Michael. You have a clue. The first movie ever, which was supported by a website, was a Star Trek film, but which one? The answer was C, Generations. Is it? It was indeed. I can't believe I got that blimmy wrong. So I got one out of three. Now you could you, now undiscovered country was if if you knew the dates the films come out you could have worked it out. That's the way I got round it, uh, and I gave you a multiple choice. So we had two way of working. Oh well, working it one out. out of three. That's good. Um, and finally, who was the first person to come up with the Klingon language? It was of course James Doohan. But the it was developed by Mark. Oh, Mark Ockrand. But the very first base words was actually done by Scotty. So I've got that question right. You're right, yes. One out of three. One out of three. One out of three. The other one was Generations. It wasn't Undiscovered Country. I've got question two wrong. <laughs> oh dear. So one. Yeah, right. one out of three. I okay. think I got all mine wrong, to be fair. I think I was next, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Your, your questions. Oh, yeah. What, are, what are escape pods called in the Kelvin timeline? Um, well, I got this wrong. Go on, kick me. I, I said um, <laughs> evacuation pods. Now, what's the one word that keeps coming up wherever you look? It came up in the second film. It came up in this one. Just tell me. Ginzu K. Kelon. Kelon. pod. No, I don't think so. I'm probably going to keep myself actually not knowing that. What was the archive they resisted in the second one? Oh, mm. just tell me. You should get a Kelvin, your plan. I said Kelvin just now. So it's a Kelvin pod? Kelvin pod, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, second one, fill in the blank. Then the Nemo made a number of conditions to JJ around for his appearance as Spock in Star Trek Darkness. One of those was to make sure that blank ice cream was available on set at all times, as he absolutely loved the, loved it. I thought it was vanilla. Coffee. Oh. No. <laughs> well, at least I got one right. <laughs> True or false, the set for Delta Vega was, was located in the Dodger Stadium car park in LA. I didn't recognise this, I said false. It's actually true. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I don't know how I would have got the uh, coffee one. But I got one, yeah. It's, as me and Jamie found out, it's all in the trivia on IMDb mm. and whatnot. Okay, your question, sorry. 
What was the name of the Dreadnought class ship launched by Section 31 in Into Darkness? Vengeance. Correct. Which I don't really know what I've got. Yep. Second one, don't know, but you said it. Yeah, name that as you play the character Jailer in Starship Beyond, Sophie Butella. Which I don't know. So you, you, you didn't. And it's false, last one, whatever that yep. one was. Kirk's file in the 2009 film was captured the USS Kelvin for 15 minutes. False. 12. It was 12. So you got two right. Oh, I'll go with that. Oh dear, we're really going to prove this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh dear. Oh well. <laughs> you still ahead. Still, still time to catch up. You managed to avoid it last time with all the goodness of Sam's goodness, or the tricky girl's goodness last time. Let's do a bit of cheeky pokery. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay, updates. Yeah, updates. In last place at this point in time, with 3.5 out of 15, is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll win this back, don't you worry. You're going to be eating out of your own. You said that last couple of times, Phil. With 18 out of 15, is Jamie. That's much better. And 10 out of 15, is moi. Oh, I can still catch up then. Hmm. You can still do a little jiggy. It's good so jiggy with the right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We've still got another halfway to go. Yeah, and we're going to have to case hastily make them up, but we will. Yep, yeah, so um, we also um, just want to say that... We're uh, going on holiday. Yep, yeah, this is our last episode before our August hiatus, like last year. And so, every year. Every year. Yeah. So we won't be around in terms of recording episodes for a month, but we'll still be doing production and... Everything. And most likely Simon will always be on Twitter, so don't worry, we will always be around. Yes. Yeah. Bother Phil, no less. So, and um, I'll be officially obviously coming back from my break from Which the podcast. no one will notice. No one will notice anyway. Um, but I will actually will be going back to editing. Which again, no one will notice. Again, hey. yeah. I don't know why I'm saying this, but hey. <laughs> um, so. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, so, where can they find us? They've already downloaded places. the website. They've already downloaded the episode, so <laughs> they would have found us. Places. You can Facebook, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and, Twitter, and our website, theengagepodcast.com. Yep, and you can also email well, us. Email address, yeah. At yeah. the engage uh, at the engage podcast at yahoo.com. So yeah, that's it for this month. Yep. And I'll always, see you in a month. See you in a month. As always, I've been Phil. I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. And we'll be back with our next episode of Pick'em Up Matter Energy. Matter Energy. So yep. we're talking about replicators, transporters, and, and holodecks. Yes. I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> and and there'll be a quiz in that as well. Which time has already sorted these ones. <laughs> so, right, yeah. we'll see you soon, guys. Yeah, hope you enjoy listening. And if you haven't seen the film yet, go and see it. It's great. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.